that need answers. Is there a team that can stop Kansas City from making the Super Bowl? Will new ownership change the commanders? The answers begin in training camp. And we'll bring you the latest from each camp around the league. Here on 1061 ESPN Richmond. Along with Sean Robertson from CBS 6, Bob Black back with you. Sports Huddle continues. We are live at Colonial Downs, opening day of the horse racing season down here in New Kent County. They're about halfway through on opening day, and we'll update you more on that. Have a couple guests in the next hour, as we'll be here every Thursday during their meet season through September. Uh, one of my favorite segments with one of my favorite guests. It's time for Chelsea James from the Washington Post, and we talk some baseball at chelsea underscore janes on twitter of course follow her columns on the washington post washingtonpost.com slash sports chelsea good afternoon how you doing through this all-star break i'm doing great how are you great how was your time in seattle if i saw correctly was that your first visit out there to that ballpark it was yeah that place was uh immediate top three for me it was great and seattle weather in july is a little bit more palatable than Virginia weather in July, <laughs> yes, so I was not unhappy to be out there. <laughs> Absolutely. So on television, it looked great. It looked like Major League Baseball put its best foot forward. Whether the ratings were down or not, it looked great. Both the home run derby on Monday and the game spoke volumes for itself on Tuesday. What were your impressions of the two days of the All-Star game? You know, I think they're, you know, for lack of a better word, I mean, MLB is sort of on a little bit of a hot streak here in terms of having things go right. You know, I think, I, you know, whatever the ratings were for the All-Star game and the Derby, you know, people who like baseball, I think, really enjoyed them, which hasn't always been the case, you know, very much like the World Baseball Classic sort of ended in this dramatic moment. Uh, the, the game ended with, you know, Julio Rodriguez coming to the plate. It was just kind of a, you know, it's the best they can hope for, and I think, you know, that has sort of been the story of MLB's season this year, best they can hope for in many ways. And, uh, you know, the, the streak continues. How about the story with uh, with Diaz from Colorado, Chelsea, the only Colorado Rocky representative in the game. He is the game-winning homer to snap the National League's long losing streak in the Midsummer Classic. He goes home. He flies back to Tampa. His wife gives birth uh, to a baby and wish all the best for them. Uh I guess those are the type of stories that have, I guess, have baseball really in a uh, unique situation right now. Is that fair to say? I think so. I think, you know, it's just a lot of great characters. You know, a lot of the best players are kind of fun in their own ways right now. You got a lot of young guys, people from kind of all over, obviously, Otani, but you know, a lot of young Latin American players who are just dominating and, and having fun doing it, which has not always been allowed by mm-hmm. some of the more traditional players. So, yeah, you know, and, and it's funny, I actually spotted a bunch of people with Diaz jerseys when I was up there, and I was like, that that's probably his family, because I don't know anyone else who would have bought an all-star jersey of that guy. And then I got to watch them when he got that hit, and oh my gosh, they were just like all over the place. It was so much fun. So, yeah, it's it's just a blast to see stuff like that. All right, I was going to go with the Otani question, but I'm going to go with the jersey question since you brought it up. (laughs) Do you like the traditional jersey look in which each player wears their team's jersey, or do you like what we saw in the All-Star game Tuesday? You know, 
I thought that the jerseys this year were actually really cool, so I think my answer is biased. They know Seattle just has great colors to work with, which not all of them okay. do. But yeah. I get the argument that it's easier to sort of tell who everybody is and, and see the diversity of these rosters when you have people in their uniforms. So, I'm you know, I could go either way. Right now, I think they have them wear their jerseys for the Derby. And, yeah. you know, the and I you know if you just switch that, that would probably be great. Yeah, I'm a traditionalist. I wish they would wear their, their team jersey, and we'll see if they yeah. go back to that at some point. But I certainly understand uh, where you're coming from Seattle's as well. colors are nice. And Seattle's colors yeah. are cool, no yeah. matter what sport it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Seattle's colors they are. are. So something else you like about Seattle. So, <laughs> yeah, um, right, You're moving right. there sometime soon or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah, not. No we want to keep yeah, we want to keep you on the East Coast. So I'll, I'll bite on the Otani thing, and that was that was your story in the Washington Post um, yesterday, I guess, about the Angels perhaps trading him. What kind of went through your mind as you heard the the chant reverberating through the stadium? You know, come to Seattle when when he uh, when he came up to bat, and and what you thought about his reaction to all of that? I think the thing that kind of strikes me, and I don't think it's on this scale yet because MLB has fallen behind a little bit. But it was very much like LeBroni in that first kind of free agency where he like made the choice or the decision or whatever that show was. Like it was, it felt like everyone in the in the room knew that like this guy's free agency was coming up, and you have to get this guy. Like this is a, a never before seen thing, and and that I don't think there's been that kind of universal obsession with one guy in baseball before. It's, it's just harder to do. Maybe a Rod back in the day, but. You know, it's it's just fascinating to see how much people want this guy to be there every day, and uh, he's he's pretty good at not saying anything, both in Japanese and English, from what I understand. But um, so he's too smart to let any anything drop. But you know, he likes Seattle too. He said he spent some off seasons there. So uh, if they've got you know six hundred million dollars lying around, maybe they they've got a little bit of a chance. What do you do if you're the Angels? right now do you do you try to see what you can get before the trade deadline or do you say okay we're not going to make a deal until the offseason that gives us more time to kind of see engage the market what we can get for him things of that nature what do you what do you view how do you view this situation with Otani and the Angels you know I think that they have to trade him uh, if they don't win 10 straight games out of the break. I think what's going to be really interesting is like for all, all these reasons, they're not going to try to, they're not going to make that decision too quickly. You know, if, if they think there's a chance they can rattle off some wins and get back into things, you know, I think they're going to wait this out. So it could make for a very interesting few days before the deadline. But if it looks like they're out of it, I think you have to trade him. But I don't think you have to do it and say that's it. I think you could probably go to Shohei Otani and say, hey, we're going to trade you, but we want you back. We're trading you now so that we can get all these prospects, you know, one of the biggest hauls I would imagine we've ever seen, and, you know, sort of rebuild quickly so that when you come back, we're in better shape than when you left. Um, so, you know, I don't see it as a total concession if they if they trade it, but I, I think you have to if you think you're out of it. Mm-hmm. Catching up with Chelsea James from the Washington Post on the Sports Huddle this afternoon. I thought, uh, Chelsea, that the uh, commissioner's session with the media um, hit on a wide variety of topics, some pretty critical to the game. So I'm going to cherry pick a couple of them. I know you've written mm-hmm. a little bit about them. The first one being this pitch clock issue that could be coming come postseason time. I was fascinated by the players' take on this, that they actually would like a little bit more time on that pitch clock. I know what the commissioner said about having two different sets of rules and not really liking that. Where do you think this is going to end up? Would it probably 
be beneficial that maybe there is a little bit more time, whether that's 18 seconds or whether it's just 20 for everything and, and let's go play. Where do you think this winds up? You know, I understand where the players are coming from, certainly. Um, but I would be stunned if Major League Baseball gives this to them. I think, hmm. you know, MLB has worked really hard to get this pitch clock in. And I think they're just really aware that if they say, oh, you know, a couple extra seconds in the postseason, who cares? Well, then in the spring, it's like, could we just have them then, too? And, and it just, the backsliding, it opens a door that I, I doubt they will open. Hmm. But, um, you know, that being said, I, I it's going to come up. There's going to be a day where the pitch clock has to do with the outcome of a game and everyone's going to get mad and, and it'll come up again and again. But I would, you know, the argument will continue, but I don't think MLB is going to give it on this, at least not in a, a major way, maybe in certain situations, but it would it would be a surprise to me. Well, believe it or not, if you ever go into a straw poll, count me in the group that would like it expanded a little bit. Believe it or not. I think we need it, but I'm a little bit more of a traditionalist, but I think we could slow it down just a couple of seconds. So I would be one that would be in the player's corner on this and be a proponent of 18, or I just think 20 for everything, and I don't think it's going to change the pace beyond where it is right now. So anyway, that was just not that anybody asked my vote, Sean, but there's my vote. I was going to ask Chelsea, what does she think? Should it be at 20? Should it be 25? on the clock or what what is your view on that so i'm pretty cutthroat on this i think that that they should just keep it where it is uh okay. i you know i they can do it the minor league guys who come up the young players don't even think twice because they're used to it i mean the people you hear from are the, the veterans and mm-hmm. they can do it and i think you know that always sort of happens you know you've got to put new rules and at some point there's going to be somebody for whom they really change how they do things but you know, I think everyone can kind of handle it. But I, I'm not unsympathetic to the players. I think I just am kind of like, you know what? Like, it's a rule. You, you don't waive the three-second violation in the NBA Finals. Like, it's, it's there. And um, so I, I don't know. I, I, that's where I fall on it. Hmm. I like that. All right. I, again, I, I would like to see it at 18 or 20. I, I'd actually like to see it at 20 and keep it there. But, uh, all right, more conversation for another day. Uh, n- no automat- automated strike zone coming in 2024. How are we on that? And do we think that's just a foreshadowing of, hey, it is coming in 2025? Yeah, I think it's coming. Um, I do think that Major League Baseball has been sort of ad- adequately – cautious with this, that they've wanted to make sure they really had it figured out before they made too many moves. I think they really like this challenge system that they're trying out in the minor leagues, where each team, I think, gets three challenges, but the player, mm-hmm. the batter, the catcher, or the pitcher has to initiate them. Um, and you watch it like you do at Wimbledon. You know, was it out, was it in? Were they right, were they wrong? Um, the fun part of that, from my perspective, is that it's up to the people on the field. It's not up to the manager, so inevitably there's going to be some fights about, oh, you shouldn't have used that there or whatever, which I think will be fun. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're confident that that's going to be something that will help. It's not going to be fully automatic or anything like that. You know, the ump will still be back there. So I think that's coming sooner than later. Chelsea, before I let you go, I've got to hear this story about you being booed at Turner Field. Please tell me. <laughs> My How in moment. the world did you get booed at Turner Field? <laughs> I was trying to do a good thing. Um, I A foul ball came up in the press box, and I had played softball sort of like my whole life through college, so in theory should be able to throw a ball. 
I looked over to my left, and instead of just dropping the ball down, you know, and, and letting gravity take care of it, I tried to, like, hit, not hit, but, you know, throw it to this kid who was kind of up in the upper deck, and I just completely missed so bad. It looked like I had purposely missed him, and so they booed me. And, that, and I, you know, it could be worse. It could be. Yeah. And you showed them. You closed down Turner Field. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, you still got exactly. the last You still got the last left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you looking forward to the most in the second half? Just from from on the field, enough with the rules and all of that. Just because just it's been a really fun first half. I think five of the six divisions, top two teams or two games or less. We're going to have competitive wild card races as well. What are you looking forward to the most in the next couple of months? Yeah, I think it's just going to be really tight. A lot of good races. A lot of cities that don't usually get to see their teams in those races. Baltimore, Cincinnati, stuff like that. Um, I think that's going to be electrifying, and it's it's going to be fun to watch. You know, watch it all play out. Oh, speaking of cities, Chelsea, I lied. That's a reporter's uh, trick right there. I got one more question for you, only because you said cities. And I know the commissioner touched on it a little bit, that once they kind of figure out the Oakland mess and what's going on in Tampa and the stadium and all that, he would like to put an expansion committee together and expand Major League Baseball. Uh, is is that good for Major League Baseball? And, and where are we going with these next two teams? I think it's good. I think it will be, you know, I don't think it will change too much in any negative way. I think one of the cities will be Nashville, and the other one I am not sure of. I wouldn't rule out Oakland. If Oakland doesn't move, I wouldn't rule out Vegas. But I I think we could maybe see Charlotte, something like that. Yeah. Nice. Nashville. Nashville and Charlotte. Those are two in our kind of region, at least a little bit. That would be fun for us, for for sure. Very good. All right, great stuff, Chelsea. As always, enjoy the day. I know you're getting back at it, and we'll look forward to catching up with you as we head towards the end of the pennant chases in September. Thank you, Chelsea. Thanks for having me. Chelsea Janes from the uh, Washington Post does a great job. Crisscrossing the country. What a great job to have. Just national baseball writer. Yeah. Pretty good. I like that. Speaking of writers, let's take a break. And when we come back on the other side, we actually have breaking news that is really, really disturbing. Wouldn't you agree, Sean? Yes. And I'm not saying that sarcastically at all. I hope it didn't come across that way. Kind of devastating, to be honest with you, in our industry, in our profession. We'll touch on that when we come back. Sports Auto is live at Colonial Downs this and every Thursday during the horse race meet season. And we'll be back with the Sports Auto on 1061 ESPN.